fantasy baseball picks and bets here on the Mayo Media Network. We are presented by prizepicks.com. Go over to prizepicks.com, use the code MMN as in Mayo Media Network. Get started over there. We will talk about it a little bit. After I tell you who I am, my name's David Jones. I'm from the FTN Network, ftndaily.com, ftnbets.com. Ton of great content providers over at FTN. Be sure to check it out. We've even got your season long stuff too. A lot of great minds over there for real. If you haven't been over there, check us out. We do have some free content. We do have some stuff behind the paywall. And uh, we do have some podcasts. So look up the podcast too, the FTN podcast. They're all pretty good, especially Cork Stats, which is going to be relevant for tomorrow's show. Or tomorrow's slate, I should say. His show will be relevant for tomorrow's slate. Uh, check out the podcast, Cork Stats. Big John, good guy. Uh, so, you know what to do here on the Mayo Media Network. Please smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and uh, you know just keep an eye out for all the great content coming out surrounding baseball. Of course, we had some NHL stuff. That's dying down. Uh, I'm sure NHL will be popping up. And always, you've got the golf stuff. So, stay locked into a Mayo Media Network. Presented by PrizePix. So PrizePix.com, if you do not know PrizePix.com, you're going over there, checking out player props and their fantasy output. You're betting on overs and you're betting on unders on players' uh, fantasy output. So you're not building a lineup like we're going to do on DraftKings. You're just saying, hey, I like this one guy. He's in a good spot. He's hitting cleanup. Pitcher's bad. We're going to we're gonna use him. We think he's going to go over his fantasy output. And typically the... Uh, like baseball lines, if you're into betting, they're all usually pretty similar, all usually pretty close because uh, baseball is a very high-variant sport. Uh, all the props are pretty close over there. Let's talk about a couple that I like, like Chris Bryant of the Chicago Cubs. I've got a soft spot for Chris Bryant this season. That's because he's been hitting so, so good, especially against lefties. Doesn't get a lefty to start off with tomorrow. He's going to get a righty in what appears to be, this is Thursday night, appears to be a Giants bullpen game. Now, the Giants bullpen isn't terrible. But I'm going to go with the starters for the Cubs over whatever arms they're going to throw uh, for the Giants uh, pitching staff out there. Chris Bryant, in his last uh, 146 at-bats against uh, right-handed pitchers, he's got 10 homers hitting 340. Against lefties, he does even better than that. I'm sure he'll see a lefty. Uh, if the Giants know what they're doing, they're not going to put lefties up against Chris Bryant. But at some point during a bullpen game, I assume he's going to see a lefty, and I assume he's going to get a hit. But even before that, he hits righties great too. And I like his surrounding bats as well. I think they can get the merry-go-round going. Here in San Francisco, even though San Francisco is a hitter's ballpark, and I do take that into account, I'm not stacking the Cubs. I'm just going with Chris Bryant. He's probably going to have Jock Peterson in front of him. I think Jock homered last night or tonight, whatever day you're uh, watching this. Baez, Rizzo, Contreras, Hap, all power bats that can help get Chris Bryant around, help move that lineup around, and help uh, old Chris Bryant get to seven fantasy points. I think that's very doable. I like that a lot. Might go double bet on Chris Bryant over seven points. Next, I like Matt Olson. Feels like a cop-out because it's going to be in course, but and we're not building fantasy lineups. It doesn't matter if everyone else takes it or if he's chalk. or It doesn't matter because you're only betting against the house. Matt Olson over eight fantasy points going against John Gray. John Gray, bad at home, better on the road. In his last 114 at-bats, Matt Olson has nine homers. That leads the team, hitting 290 ISO, 400 WOBA. That's pretty high. Um, and look, he's been pretty on fire lately. Uh, you know, baseball, hit or miss, but uh, in cores, I think Matt Olson takes it out of the park, and we get double points there. You don't get paid double. That'd be nice. Maybe they should do that, but 
I think he's going to get in the teens as far as points points go. Uh, Oakland's probably going to be a popular stack tomorrow just because they're in fours and for good reason. Even though I do have some respect for John Gray. John Gray, not a terrible pitcher, but he's in cores. Numbers are going to look bad, especially at home. So, there you go. Uh, the Rockies actually don't have the most scores, uh, the most runs scored at home this season. If you believe that, that would be the Cincinnati Reds. And after that, it's going to be the Toronto Blue Jays. But they're in the top three. So, yeah, Rockies still a good place to bat. Uh, still better than the Toronto Blue Jays' uh, new home park in Tampa. But that's a very good place to choose bats at, too. So, Chris Bryant, Matt Olson, let's go over. Unders are no fun. I like overs. Let's talk about the DraftKings slate. I think it's going to be a pretty tough slate. Not going to lie to you. 14 gamer, uh, 28 teams to choose from. Just as many arms. Of course, you're not going to use some of those bullpen arms, but it's going to be pretty tough. And I don't like, really, all the options at the top as far as pitchers concerned. Uh, if you've watched the show before with me talking on it, I think you have to nail the pitchers. Actually, I know you have to nail the pitchers, or uh, it's gonna, you're going to have a real tough time. If a pitcher goes out and gets 44, and you're stuck with two pitchers that still do well enough, both get 25, uh, you're, you're, you're not going to win. you got to nail the pitchers. Max Scherzer's at the top tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to play him. Uh, he might be popular because of the name, as he should be. I think he's one of the best pitchers I've ever seen, actually. But this Philadelphia team has hit him very well in the past. Uh, it's not Bryce Harper like you would think. I mean, Bryce Harper what saw, has seen him for a couple seasons. But some of these other guys, like Odubel Herrera, JT Realmuto, Brad Miller, when they've seen him in the past, they've hit him well. All of those guys, whoops, and to click something else. I believe all three of those guys have taken him deep twice. I'm going to tell you right now. Herrera, two homers against Scherzer and 18 at-bats with 18 hits and 18 at-bats. That's what really stands out. I mean, he's hitting him at 569. Uh, that's not a small sample size. I can believe in that BVP. Brad Miller's hit him four times and seven at-bats. That's good, too. 850 Woba, of course, unsustainable, but two home runs in that time span. JT Romuto's only homered off him once. And he's only got two hits off him in 28 at-bats. So that's not that good. That I mean, that that's that's bad, actually. But taking him deep before, Matt Joyce isn't going to play. He's homered off him twice, if you believe that. Everyone else in the lineup, really, I mean, like Reese Hoskins, not that good. Didi hasn't been able to hit him, but he's only seen him in one game. Uh, Segura, Harper, uh, nothing nothing really there. But I am scared of Scherzer giving up a couple power runs. They might have Herrera batting lead. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not going to get there for the price. And Scherzer, like, although great, and he can rack up the strikeouts, and, I mean, you're going to have the pitcher batting uh, ninth, and you don't have the DH in this game. I'm just, I'm scared that he's going to give a couple bombs. So, I'm not going to get to him. So, that's what it's going to be. Julio Urias against Atlanta. Atlanta's been struggling. Of course, they lost one of their power hitters uh, because of something disturbing that happened. Um Urias is okay. I'd probably lean him over Scherzer. I don't love West Coast teams traveling all the way to the East, which is what you're going to get with the Dodgers tomorrow. Eh, that's probably more of a football thing. Urias, he's okay. Ian Anderson's going to be on the other side facing the Dodgers. Not going to do that. Zach Wheeler. Another reason I'm not really sold on Scherzer is because Wheeler's been pitching great, too. And although I do like the Washington Nationals bats a ton this season, I think they're underrated, if you can believe that. Won the World Series a couple years ago, and uh, I don't know. Probably made improvements. Uh, well, losing Rendon, pulling over Bell. Bell's been better over here, certainly, than he was in Pittsburgh. I think Philly could win this game, so also makes me not love Scherzer. Wheeler's just okay there, too. I have too much love for the, the Washington Bats. Peralta going up against Arizona a few weeks ago would be a great matchup. Arizona's been turning it on lately. Peralta, I would say, is better than the Arizona lineup. I typically like Arizona at home a little bit more. Peralta, 
okay. Ryu against Houston, don't want to do that. Uh, Montaz in Coors Field, don't want to do that. Blake Snell against the Mets, you can make a case for it, but he's looked bad the past couple starts. He got his first six-inning uh, game in three years, I think three starts ago. Mets are not good. It's in a pitcher's park in San Diego. Mets rolled out a garbage lineup uh, on Thursday night. Game's not over yet, but I'm sure it's not going to turn out well for him. I don't know if I can get to Blake Snell. John Gray, not going to do it. Grinky against Toronto, no way. All these pitchers at the top, I'm kind of scratching off. I just can't get there. I looked at Nathan Eovaldi pretty close. Uh, he's only given up one homer on the season. The Yankees have been pretty terrible, but Eovaldi um, has struggled more than you like to see in two of his last three, really three of his last four, four of his last five. He had one good game recently against Miami. Uh, the strikeout stuff has just been middle of the pack, but he has limited runs enough over the last five games. Angels got two of them. Marlins didn't. Phillies got two runs on him. Oakland got one. Detroit got six on him. I like Ivaldi because I don't think he's going to give up a home run, but... <sighs> Kind of struggling there, too. 8-5 for Eovaldi is fair enough. He did go 101 pitches against the Marlins. That's encouraging. But when he gets in trouble, he gets pulled. He's only gone six inning once in his last five. He's a, he's just okay. Spencer Turnbull against Chicago White Sox, no. I guess I'm going to go through everyone today. Arietta don't love. Otani, walks too many people. Uh, Castillo against St. Louis, not really going to get there either. Look, the guy that I'm looking at here is probably going to be Cody Poteet. For the Miami Marlins going up against Pittsburgh. Look, I think he's looked pretty solid so far this season. He was a highly touted prospect. Boston got to him last game, uh, as Boston does at Fenway. 4.1 innings pitch for five earned runs. I'm going to throw it out uh, because he's looked good enough the, the rest of the season. Against the Mets, put up 26 points. Against Philly, at Philly, 14.3. That's really okay with me at 6.6, which is his price. Against Arizona, put up 20.9. He's got a 2.95 ERA on the season. Two wins, one loss, 19 Ks, .84 whip. Uh, and he's going up against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates, as we know, are the worst hitting team in Major League Baseball. Yes, they've been putting it together the past few games. They put up, uh, I think, four or five runs on Thursday night. They won that game. They put up some runs the night before they put up some runs too, right? So do we still want to go after Pittsburgh? I think the answer is going to be yes. In uh, Pittsburgh's, last, Pittsburgh's last three, um, they've only put up 3.67 runs Per game, that's not including Thursday night in that average. On the season, Pittsburgh is dead last in runs per game in the entire uh, in the entire league. 3.39 runs per game. To be fair with Pittsburgh, they're pretty decent on not striking out. Kind of middle of the pack. 8.57 uh, strikeouts per game. About middle of the pack. Their last game before Thursday night. They did strike out 11 times. Strikeout stuff's there. Poteet, not a huge strikeout guy, but enough strikeouts in Poteet against the, uh, against the Pittsburgh Pirates to pay off 6-6. Six, six. That's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to get someone who's not going to get crushed and he's going to pay off his salary. This is probably more of an SP2. I went through all the high price guys. You can pick out one that you like, I'm sure, that feels safer up there. Maybe your eyes or something against Atlanta, even though it doesn't particularly feel safe. Um, and, and use Poteet as your uh, SP2. It's going to help you fit a uh, good stack in there, nice high price stack, and uh, think I'm think I'm going to be on him. So the only bats that I would have to worry about for Pittsburgh, or one bat, would probably be Polanco. Um, 
he's the only guy with an ISO over 200 for the Pittsburgh Pirates on the season right now. There's just not been a lot of power in that lineup. And I'm just not that worried about it. I think Poteet, they're going to let him go uh, maybe 95 pitches if he's pitching well. Against Boston, only went 79, but the game before that, he went 93 against the New York Mets, and they were kind of working him up. So this is his fifth start in the season. Arizona, he got 77 pitches. Philly, he got 85. The Mets, 93. Then he got beat up a little bit against Boston. Uh, I think he can bounce back into it and, and get to the Pirates, pay off the 6-6, if I haven't made that quite clear. So couple other good things about Poteet is on the season, he's only allowed two home runs. That's not bad. And four starts for a guy who's first year pitching in the MLB. That's in 21.1 innings. And one thing I like a lot is only four walks on the season in those four starts. So that's a big thing for me. Poteet, let's ride. I don't think he'll be popular. I hope he doesn't bust. I don't think he's going to bust. I'm going to play him. I'm going to play him on DraftKings because he's so cheap. All right, we've got our pitcher that we're going to take a shot on with the cheap poteet. Now let's take a shot on some weird bats. I think the bats are going to be hard tomorrow, too. Everyone's just kind of in purgatory. We've got good pitchers with going up against good offenses. It's just tough. It's tough tomorrow. I think I'm going to get a little weird. I think I'm going to play the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles are not going to be popular I don't think. They're going up against the Cleveland Indians, who do typically have good pitchers uh, on the mound. But it's going to be somewhat of a bullpen game for them tomorrow. I mean, you've got Eli, Mo Eli Morgan, excuse me, who's going to be the probable long reliever. So how many innings is he going to get? I don't think they're going to stretch him out too much. It's really going to depend on how he's pitching. His last time he got to get in as a long reliever, he only made it 2.2 innings, allowing eight hits. In 2.2 innings, six earned runs, two walks, one home run against the Toronto Blue Jays for negative 10 fantasy points. Yes, Toronto Blue Jays are very good. Yes, Eli Morgan was good before he got called up. I don't know. It, it feels like once you take a beating like that, you're not just going to come out and just have a stellar start. I just don't see it in Camden Yards against the Baltimore team who does – possess actually some power bats even though they haven't been great on the season we all know that we've all not been watching the Baltimore Orioles but before Morgan I mean you're just going to get Meji who's going to what go in and pitch an inning or two depending on how he does as well He's got great ground ball stuff. He's not allowing home runs, but extremely small sample size. I mean, he goes out and pitches an inning or two, and then you're going to have Morgan come in. And I hope that Baltimore just beats him up just like Toronto did. That's a big ask because Toronto is probably the second best offense, if not the best. I mean, you can make a case they're the best offense in the league behind the Houston Astros. Those are your top two. I'm just going to go after him again. Hopefully Baltimore gets to them and they're not throwing out their best bullpen arms and let some guys take some lumps in Camden Yards. That's what we're uh, that's what we're gonna do here. I like DJ Stewart. DJ Stewart, pretty sure he homered last night. Uh, he's got the best bat I think right now on the Baltimore Orioles. His last 96 at bat, six homers, seven if you count last night. Hitting 330 with a 230 ISO, Trey Mancini getting back into it this season. Last 134, five home runs, hitting 340 with a 180 ISO. I'd like to see that come up. Maybe it does against the Cleveland Indians. Freddie Galvis, not bad. Five homers in his last 115, hitting 200 ISO, 310 Woba. Seti Mullins started out hot, kind of cooled down. Should be leading off, maybe, for the Baltimore Orioles tomorrow. I think, actually... Yeah, Seti Mullins should be leading off. They put Freddie Galvis, I think they let Freddie Galvis lead off the other day. 
Um, but he'll probably be hitting fourth. We'll just have to see. Um, and then Ryan Mountcastle's kind of come alive lately, too. Uh, wasn't looking good to start the season off. Uh, did deal with some injury stuff. Hitting 230, not great. Does possess the power bat. Three homers and 130. I know that average isn't good, but you have him hitting behind Stewart, Galvis, Santander, who's been cold, Mancini, and Mullins. Uh, you've even got Franco hitting behind Mountcastle. Franco sometimes gets it done. You don't have to uh, deal with a pitcher hitting. You do have the DH, of course, when you have the Indians playing the Orioles in Baltimore. So I'm just I'm going to take a shot on them. I'm going to take a shot because these two Indians pitchers that they're rolling out just have not been good in the majors so far. Um, even though, I mean, I do think that overall, like, this kid's going to get it together. Eli Morgan should be fine uh, once he just gets some more baseball under his belt. But, yeah, it was not a good first start for him. Hopefully he's got the shakes. Hopefully Baltimore can take advantage of it. So take a stab on him. Look, I know there's a lot of other big-name teams on the slate tomorrow. So maybe use them as your secondary stack. Like, I totally get it. Uh, I'm pretty nervous even recommending them, but I do think that they can put up some runs. Their total for Vegas is only 3.5. I do think they go over that. I think they do that pretty easily. I think they do that in the first five, probably. Um, so they should not be owned at all. Take a shot on them if you want. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about some one-off bats that we like. We're going to do it quick. Jared Walsh hit a home run last night. For the Angels, going up against Duggar of the Mariners and the Mariners' BP in his last 129. Uh, he has got nine homers. That's going to actually lead the Angels right now. Uh, that can't be right. Otani's got more, right? Let's double-check that. All right. Verse righties. Yeah, okay, okay. Sorry. I got that wrong. Otani's got 11. Jared Walsh has nine. So Otani's got him by two. Jared Walsh hitting 430, Woba 290 in his last 129 and has a hot stick lately. And you get the Giants, the Mariners bullpen. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go with Jared Walsh. Matt Olson talked about him earlier as far as the prize picks goes against John Gray and Coors. Let's get to him again. Will Myers versus the lefty in Luch. In San Diego, I think Luch is only going to go three or four innings, but Myers can hopefully take advantage of that early. Um, and then he's got that platoon ahead of him in San Diego. So we're going to go with him in his last 34 at-bats against lefties. Two homers like that. Sal Perez, double dong last night, gets Matt Shoemaker on Friday. He'll probably be popular. The Royals will probably be popular uh, tomorrow. Don't hate it. They've been hot lately. Last 152, he's got 10 homers. Like I said, two last night, swinging a hot stick. Speaking of hot sticks, Tyler O'Neill, uh, getting on base or hitting homers. Uh, this guy has absolutely been on fire. Just pull up his game log, take a look. Hitting a lot of home runs. I think he can get to Castillo. As far as BVP is concerned, what do we have here? 16 at-bats versus Castillo. Two home runs for Tyler O'Neill. Only four Ks in his last 107 at-bats, 11 home runs. Yeah, he didn't get one last night. 11 home runs, uh, hitting 350 ISO, 340 Woba. Those are my guys. Walsh, Olsen, Myers, Perez, O'Neal. couple bets that I like to close the showdown. It's going to be the Baltimore Orioles. Spoiler alert, over 3.5. I think it, I think it's an easy bet. I, I see it at minus 110 right now. I think it's an easy bet. I'm going to bet it. Then I also like the Marlins uh, to win outright against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, you've got Mitch Keller on the mound for the Pirates. Not terrible. Um, Marlins bats healthy now. Uh, have not been healthy all season. I think they're actually better than what it looks like on paper as far as scoring and all that goes. 
Um, but Marlins, minus 105 against the Pirates. I think if you can get anyone on the money line, minus 105 against the Pirates, you should probably take a shot. And I like Poteet. That's my SP2 for tomorrow. So that's it. I hope it was helpful. We're taking some shots tomorrow. We nailed it last week. Hopefully we nail it this week. Uh, hopefully it works out so you tune in next week. But I appreciate you watching. Again, please subscribe to the channel. Check out all the other MLB content and come over to FTN Daily and check out the content over there. Don't forget to use the Prize Picks promo code MMN over on prizepicks.com. See you next time. Thanks.